You're listening to the Defro Airsoft Podcast. Hosted by Stuart Rowe. Meet the legend. Meet the legend. Get to know a local Airsoft legend as we take a deep dive and find out all about their call sign, equipment, local airsoft scene, play style, dreams, and the story behind their best Instagram photos. Now, let's meet today's legend. Hey everyone, I'm Stuart Rowe, aka Death Row, and today I'm sitting down with the man, the legend, the one and only, the IBJJF 2016 Japanese National Jiu-Jitsu Champion, Rashid Matthews Hall, aka Gaza Haskell. How you doing, man? What's up, guys? I'm doing pretty good. Um, thank you, um, Stuart, aka Death Row, for allowing me on your program. It's an honor to be here, and I'm stoked. All right, man, let's jump in. So... Round one, behind the call sign, everyone seems to have a really cool name for Airsoft, and we come up with our call signs, you know, in a completely different way. So what's yeah. your call sign, and where did it come from? Uh, yeah, that's a very interesting question. So um, for those of the guys that are on here that are watching the program who know about me and who follow um, Jamaican culture, dancehall culture, you know where the, the where the Gaza name comes from. It comes from... Um, um, my inspiration from one of my favorite dancehall legends, which is Vibes Cartel. And, you know, seeing him perform in Sting when I was in Jamaica in 2003, it really uh, motivated me and inspired me. So the Gaza name always stuck in my head. And when I was young and competing, well, not competing, but training in kickboxing um, when I was in high school, um, I got the nickname um, as Gaza from one of my teammates. So that kind of stuck with me throughout my whole martial arts, um, you know, um, career in the back of my mind and just from, from close knit teammates and the, um, the Haskell that comes from, um, once again, that's Jamaican slang for a type of pistol. And that also comes from the street as well. So I just connected both, both names together. And, and, and that's, that's, that's my handle. Dude, that, that makes sense. What, what kind yeah. of pistol is a Haskell? Um, it's pretty like, a, like, uh, like a 45 special so like in like in jamaica they have like a like a lot of general terms for guns they don't get very like too technical you know just just to kind of avoid the the whole criminal aspect of it but sure. usually um it's like a like a like a 45 special or 1911 you know they just kind of kind of oh, yeah, you can do that, some that, amazing customizations to a 1911 so especially oh uh, yeah <laughs> you see like the, the ten thousand dollar customs where it's all custom oh, engraved and stuff like that it's that's is that, that like stuff. the kind of thing that means like that that high end custom pistol or is it more not, like not 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 high end because you know like in, in some of those those high crime areas um they don't have access to you know like those customization options so you know they just kind of give it that you know the name always adds that dreadfulness to and that that fearful element of 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 a threat right hmm. regardless if it's a weapon or you know whatever the case is so that's pretty much where that that comes from. It's kind of like when you add a name to a, a technique or, or a type of attack or movement, just to kind of give it a little bit more, um, more fear, more, more of like a. Uh, well, exactly. A as soon punch. as you can name it, as soon as you can quantify it, then yeah, the the yeah. meaning kind of changes. Nice. Basically. I like that. Yeah, for sure. 
All right, so moving on to the next one now. Everyone gets into Airsoft for so many different reasons. Uh, yeah. A lot of the people I've been talking to recently have gotten into Airsoft for mental health benefits. Uh, yeah. Well, I myself got into Airsoft because I'm a, a giant child and I love guns. How All about right, you? There you go. What brought you into this amazing sport? Oh, man. Um, air, airsoft, the air, my beginning of my Airsoft journey was uh, very unique. So um, for those of you guys that know, um, I'm from New York State, right? So that's pretty much where I was born and raised, and I'm in New York City. Um, most of the tri-state area has a very strict stance on guns, especially illegal gun possession and stuff like that. So you, you don't really see a whole lot of um, recreational gun users in that area. So I remember um, it was, I think, back in 2017 or 2018, I came to Japan for a jiu-jitsu tournament in uh it was in tokyo either in 20 so in 2017 i competed in um in the all asian open jiu-jitsu tournament so i have three medals from this tournament two bronze one gold and nice. i used to travel to thank you to aichi to um to do other tournaments and to meet friends and train and to compete so to make a long story short um i i went to this uh this this store um called super kids land mm -hmm. um super kids land yeah in uh joshin super kids land i think they have oh, joshin. a few yeah, of them. Yeah, i know joshin. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. electronic store right yeah they, they have a few of them like all over japan but yeah the one in, in nagoya in os is pretty big i think a lot of people are aware of it so i was just um walking around i got curious one day and went in the store and I just walked all the way up to the third, the, I think it was the third or fourth floor. And I remember seeing all these guns and I'm like, oh my God, it's like a hidden gun store. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like you're, you're from, when you're from like New York, literally anything that looks like an imitation firearm, you're going to assume is, is a real firearm, right? Because yeah. like, we don't know anything about orange tips or anything like that. So um, I went there and everything that I saw didn't have orange tips. Yeah, everything that's looked only real. in America, so, like yeah. Don King would say. So, so that that was a huge shock factor for me, um, just seeing that. And I just remember, um, you know, looking looking around, seeing like Desert Eagles and, and I'm like, and like the classic '92 Beretta. I'm a yep. big fan of yep. the John Woo movies, so just seeing those those guns, and I'm like, wow, man, this is amazing. But I don't think I can buy this. You know, but oh yes, you can come back and check it out. <laughs> I had no idea. So Dude, check um, it out. Like for, for me, I had exactly the same experience. So, but yeah. I wasn't Joshin. I was Yodobashi Camera. Ah, uh, okay. And coming from Australia, we have no guns. Um, yeah. I walked into a Yodobashi Camera my first day in Japan, sixth floor, and it's like just you had Gundam models. You had. Like the PlayStation 2 was out at the time. I've been yeah, here for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's, that's a then, long time ago. Yeah, then I go around <laughs> yeah. the corner and the yeah. there was like a like a little door that you walked through and then there was just guns, guns, guns everywhere. It, it, wow. There was more guns than behind me. And I didn't know what Airsoft was. I didn't know it existed. But then I was like, well, I need to buy all of these now. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I, I um, left with an M92F. That was my first gun too. <laughs> that was going to be the gun that I would have bought first. It was it was either between that and I recognized the 93R. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, from what like like hot shots part two. <laughs> yeah, that ninety three R was looking juicy, bro. That that first time. Uh, I I, I love the. I, I didn't know the difference between gas and electric. Yeah. Oh, we, yeah, there's so many things you don't know when you start, but just learning all those new things and oh, that's how it works. It's it's cool. It's it's a it's yeah. a journey. It is. <laughs> it is. It is. Right, man. That, that's cool. We both got into S off the same way. I like that through Japanese electronic stores. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you said that you know you're looking at the M92, looking at the mm -hmm. M93R. Mm -hmm. What gun did you get? What was your first gun? Okay, uh, why so why did you buy it? How do you feel about it now? I, I, I'm I'm going to get into that too. So, the the first time I was looking to to buy a gun, so I didn't know the difference between electric and gas or Tokyo Model We or um, uh, what was the other one? KJ Works or was K K K something? It's like WE Tech, KWA. KWA. I think it wasn't KWA, but um, it's all right. It's the Whichever company with a, that has the K in it that has the gas blowback variant for the 90s. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, it's not coming to mind right now, but I think a lot of people, when they when they see this, they'll, they'll know what I'm talking about. But the, the first time I was dead set on buying a 93R, mm -hmm. that was going to be my gun. And I remember it was the, the last time that I, it's KSJ, there you go. Oh, the, there you go. The yeah, last, yeah, 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 yeah. The last time that I, 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 I visited Japan before I came here for work, like before coronavirus just started, like literally two months before. So I, I was, I was trying to buy the pistol. It was a KSJ, um, gas blowback, ninety three R, right? So I think that this i literally got to the point where i was about to get the, the store owner money and, and he was just like okay um where's your residence card and i'm like uh wait what have that. what is that so i showed him my passport then he's like okay where are you from where are you going to go and then he's like you know it was this whole thing of okay um yeah like i'd like to sell this to you but i don't want you to go to jail when you get off you know when you get off your flight so <laughs> Um, to make a long story short, I said, you know what, when I come back here, I'm definitely going to buy this 93. Right. So now, oh, wait, you were buying it to take overseas. Yeah. I'm dead serious. Yeah. I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know what the stipulations were or anything like that. I had no idea about anything. That's something I'm not going to so. touch on in this part uh, podcast. I I am not qualified <laughs> that, to talk on no, that. I, definitely, right? So and and you know we we'll just we we'll just leave it at that. You know the whole monetization thing. But anyway, um, so to make a long story short, I go back to New York, and at, at this point in time, I'm doing a million things, but I'm getting ready to come back. Uh, I have a friend here, um, who just came back to our. He's actually back, I think, in Japan, by the way. So his name is Alan. And he, he posts some pics from a, a airsoft game in Mie that him and his wife went to. And I'm like, wow, that looks fun, man. Like, I really want to play when I come back to Japan. So he told me about it. I was dead set on it. And then it wasn't until when I came back the following year, and I believe it was in probably in close to Christmas time, around that time, like around this time, actually, in 2019, where when I went back to Nagoya and I was living in Osaka, 
I went back to the same store and I bought the 93. But the 93R that I wound up buying, which was my first gun, was the electric 93R from Tokyo Marui. Oh, yeah. I remember that came yeah. out. That's, it came out yeah. of like the Glock 18C and the high cap yeah. electric E. They all came out yeah. around the same time. So that was my first ever airsoft gun, period, that I ever bought. Well, a, the great a, thing about electric, buying that yeah. gun is everything's better than it. So everything, <laughs> every, every new gun you buy is an improvement. <laughs> I hate electric pistols so much. I, so much, dude. That's funny, you know, because it's like initially you, you never really understand your purchase. Not at all. At all. Not at all. You know, it's just, which is it's kind of cool about it because it's like, it's just a pure purchase it's just what you what you buy and essentially what interests you and mm. what you want to have fun with and that's essentially what the sport should be about it's like what whatever you whatever whatever's fun to you whatever makes you want to play or whatever you find is interesting you should just i think go for it you know well yeah so like uh yeah. i i hate electric pistols just because they they're a little bit too light they yeah um they have no blowback the yeah. batteries not that great you can upgrade them to a nice lipo battery and they're a bit better yeah, but they're yeah. they're very toyish and basically, i love running co2 guns because they, they're just so much more fun but that's my I love opinion. co2 now it's funny i and, love co2 now and i was just talking to this yeah. girl that plays airsoft and i was like ah, oh, i yeah. hate electric guns and she's like well i like you know electric pistols because you know they're lighter they're easier for me, me to use and these other reasons well, i'm like oh well that yeah. makes sense like i can see how you would them. like them for those reasons yeah so yeah dude it's, it's airsoft do what you want <laughs> like basically yeah there, there's yeah. no best gun there's no bad guns it's you know play what play with what you like and play with what you can afford and that's how you buy airsoft guns. 100%. 100%. Yeah, just thinking back, I think my first gun might have actually been a Colt Commander because oh, I, wow. picked, I picked, uh, it was a uh, Western Arms uh, fixed slide and I picked it up oh. from Hard Off for, I think, a thousand yen. And, oh, yes. And it had like a, an old gas magazine. It was like yeah. a single stack. It took like eight BBs. <laughs> And I probably it was probably shooting 30, 40 MPS. Oh. Like, but I just used it for like shooting shit in my apartment. Like this was the best yeah. thing ever. Yeah. And then yeah, like later on I got the M92F. That was probably the first gun I bought new. Ah, uh, okay. But I, I yeah. gave that Colt Commander to one of my friends like 10 years ago that wanted to get into airsoft, but now I'm like, I want it back. Like I <laughs> I want to find that gun. <laughs> memory lane. Yeah. All right. So Everyone has pro uh, different uh, strengths and weaknesses when it comes mm -hmm. to airsoft. Uh, mm -hmm. Mine is I'm very bad at cardio. I I can run, but then I am huffing and puffing like the big bad wolf. Um, That's natural, yeah. <laughs> it's I try to edit it out in the videos because uh, it's, it yeah. doesn't sound great. But how about you? What's your biggest strength and biggest weakness as a player? Uh, definitely, well, for me, in my, my situation, it would be my physicality. Um, okay. I'm, a, I'm a bigger guy, but I do tend to move a lot and I just take risks. That's yeah. just the style that I have that um, I pretty much that I've used, um, you know, from jujitsu. And I try to bring it into the sport. I try to be as dynamic as possible, hmm. but at that tactical at the same time, too. So there are times where um, I feel like I do 
take a little bit more time to do certain things. And sometimes, depending on the play style, it's a little bit uneventful. So, so yeah, just pretty much like using using my 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 body, using my tools, and being physical and taking risks. I think are one of my gifts. Um, Dude, in I, terms of weak, yeah, I'm ex I'm exactly the same. I I, I love uh, playing aggressively, and yeah, it's a high risk, high yeah, reward. If I can, if I can, yeah, yeah, but, but definitely, yeah. and those players are few and far between in Japan. Um, every any time I meet up with a uh, assault assault style player like we always like yeah. hit it off and we'll just like play the whole day together because when you have two or three people that can all play assault and they can all communicate man you just it's kick ass really names all day it is it is it is a joy it's like it is a joy it is a joy. no word to describe how good that is i i had a i was playing uh at seals on um saturday yeah. and a lot of the players were defensive and i just remember like we had this time yeah. to storm the enemy base and like my partner had died so i like had to find like a, a, a new squad to squad up with and there was like yeah. two japanese guys beside me and i was like all right quick let's move let's take the base and i you know i said it in japanese <laughs> and they just looked at me like nah and i was like what, what yeah, do you mean yeah. nah? like, we're going of course of they course just stayed there and beside cover and then you know eventually like the you know, you know, I ran in, I then engaged with three people and I think yeah. I killed two and the last one got me. But if they had come with me, we would have killed it, those guys. We would have taken yeah. the base, we would have won the game. But Absolutely. because they just wanted to camp. Yeah, it's it's they don't understand that it um, a time you know, over. during it's it's opportunistic during those points. Yeah. So if nobody's there to take advantage of the situation, then there's like a missed moment, you know. Exactly. You have yeah. to know when to move. Like you can camp the first half of the game because there's just so many people on the field but as soon as the numbers start to thin and you find like an entry point you're like all right we've got a window that's when you yeah. push and if you don't yeah. push then like the game's pointless that's that's gone it's gone yeah so how how about weaknesses uh definitely so um one of my main weaknesses for me is definitely um impatience yeah, okay, yeah. A lot of the time that leads to tactical errors that I make. So, mm. um, and so in a sense, like for example, if I'm storming, so in terms of positioning and even like simple, it could be something really, really simple, like like close quarters, angles, and offhanding, which was yeah. something that even Mayday Son had mentioned in um, one of my earlier videos that I used to post when I started putting out more games. Mayday is so good at that. Like the way he switches yeah. from being right handed 100%. to left handed. He just does 100%. it on the fly, and one hundred percent. I've been following his stuff for a long time, and um, and then, you know he's um a cool guy. Um, I definitely haven't met him in person yet, but we will definitely um, we will, we will meet and we will play with each other. Um, some of the followers from um from his channel, they the most of the time they they some of the time they come they comment on my stuff as well. So he has a lot of good content. Um, it's great. Inter all like all of content. I love all yeah. of Mayday stuff. Like, really good guy. Uh, you know, he's really funny and just technically a really, really good player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that, and and those elements too that he that even that he alluded to. So, I started to implement them, and and one of the things that he also had pointed out was that the, the Project Gecko content, which I checked out and, and he I actually follow and repost and listen. Um, there. For those other people who don't know in the program, like their stuff is really good. Yeah, well, throw up the um, um, send me the links and I'll put them in the description. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, they have an Instagram, 
And I'm, most of what I've seen, so there's, there's the um the other tactical group that started with a G and a B. I forgot the rest of it. Um, their stuff is good as well. Um, I don't think they have. I've maybe seen one or two videos on YouTube. I could be wrong, but their their stuff on IG is is really good from what I've seen. I saw like maybe one or two detailed posts, but the um. The, um, the, the gecko stuff, I think they're on YouTube and IG as well. It's very easy to pick up very subtle concepts. So even some of the, um, the concepts with CQB offhanding and angles, it started to change how I approach um, certain situations room to room. And oh, yeah. for those of the guys who watch my content, I've been, I've been trying my best to, um, to actively implement that when I can. Yeah, like uh, something Mayday is working on at the moment is just uh, walking. So getting really good walking technique and like uh, not going uh, cross-legged when you walk. Uh, That's important. Footwork, And basically. it's something you don't do intentionally, but I, I've noticed he's been paying a lot of attention to it and now like he's almost mastered it. So there's a, just focus on like one skill at a time, master it and go to the next yeah. one. Like for me, yeah. I was working on offhanding just all weekend uh, anytime I was going up to cover that I didn't even need, I was switching to my left and switching it to my right. Yeah, just yeah. trying to get that muscle memory in yeah. because I'm not ambidextrous. My left hand is shit. <laughs> so you just really need to just master that. You have to practice. Yeah. All right. Cool. So mm -hmm. slightly deep question. Why definitely. do you play airsoft? Uh, for me, um, definitely at first it was out of just sheer curiosity. Right. So um, my whole thing, especially with sports in general, is anything that has any semi-realistic combat um, application mm -hmm. has always been very interesting for me. It's, it's what drew me to um, all of my sports, whether it was, um, you know, Muay Thai, Jiu Jitsu, you know, being a wrestler in college or anything like that. Um, just realistic application. And even though a lot of people look at, you know, or, you know, airsoft, this is like toy gun, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Um, if you take away all of the whatever, the nonsense, whatever you want, whatever you want to talk about, if you take away all of, of all the useless jargon, right? Yeah. And you look at what's taking place, you can see the value in everything that is happening in, in 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 these engagements if you're really looking so oh, yeah, for me for, yeah yeah it was the value that, yeah, that's for, what, for me i i, I see everything yeah. is problem solving yeah. every time you play airsoft every time you play an online video game it, it's if you break everything down to its basic level it's problem solving and absolutely the more creative and the more dynamic the problem solving can be when you can think outside the box and come up with a solution that is legal but mm -hmm. other people haven't thought of that's fun <laughs> but that's that's really how i see playing airsoft i try to understand every single rule of the game and know exactly what the guidelines are then you know you find a way to you know not cheat but to excel in an area that is outside the box and that's sure. that's that's how you get those kill streaks that's it <laughs> all right so Let's try to get some content for Instagram. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's try to limit uh, this answer to 90 seconds so we can use uh, it as a uh, reel. Uh, definitely. 
90 seconds, I'd like yeah. to ask you about your airsoft preferences. Tell me about what attachment is your favorite, what brand is your favorite, what game type is your favorite, and what after airsoft beverage is your favorite. Um, mm -hmm. Try Because it's for Instagram, try to be um, animated, try to be energetic, try to be opinionated, try to be interesting. I, okay. Um, Are you ready? You want me to do, like, do something like this? Like, bang. Like. <laughs> Dude, whatever you like. Shades um, on, whatever I like. You you can choose, just you know, make it interesting. I'll give make you one minute. I'll give you ninety seconds. Are you ready? All right, let's do it. All right, go. All right, so favorite attachment right now would definitely be the Holosense five hundred seven. Um, when I'm locked on target and I'm looking through my right eye, I can pick up my opponent really fast and take him out, no problem. Definitely check out that Holosense five hundred seven red dot, man. It's number one on the market right now. As far as the uh, favorite airsoft um game type, is it game type? Yeah, definitely the um capture the flag. Anything whether you're securing an objective, um I'm going for that objective. I'm rocking my gators. I'm popping through corners and I'm um, I'm locked in, man. Any single time I see that that objective, I'm going for it. I'm gunning for it. And anybody who is nearby is going to um pay the piper. <laughs> so don't you don't want to be in my way. 100%. Uh, favorite after airsoft beverage? Definitely be some Pocari Sweat or regular H2O. Gotta stay hydrated. I gotta pretty much, um, you know, get in the game and stay hydrated and just get after it. And best, the best airsoft brand, guys. We're in Japan, Tokyo Marui. Best products you can get. Airgun products, check them out. Right now, I'm loving the Glocks, Glock 17, Glock 18, Glock 19. Check out Tokyo Model Week. Nice, man. Nice. That was perfect. One minute 28. Very good timing. Really? Dude. Yeah, I agree with all of that. Uh, new Murray Glocks are dope. Um, controlling the I, I, yeah. uh, controlling the area is just the key point. Any game type where you're controlling area is dope. For me, I, I, I just guess finished I'm the only building alcoholic. a Glock. Um, yeah. After SO Beverages, me is like nine beers. Uh, everyone oh, else wow. is water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Any after anything physical, I I could never do um any alcohol. It it has to be like the water. Like, I'm, it it I'm comes like, with practice. Thirsty. Yeah, yeah. All right. So yeah. let's move on to round three. This is keeping it local. Uh, in this round, we want to find out about the local airsoft community. Uh, mm -hmm. I find this is really interesting because I get to learn about airsoft in different countries. Uh, last week, oh, I was sure. learning all about airsoft in Belgium and the Netherlands. Uh, of course, um, you know, it's Japan, so I know what it's like in Japan. But you're in a completely different part of Japan. You're in West Japan. Mm -hmm. So yeah. airsoft is different prefecture to prefecture. So let's find out what uh, airsoft is like in West Japan. So... Yeah. Um, tell me about price. Like, how much does airsoft cost in West Japan? Like, I realize oh, the guns okay. are probably the same price, but yeah, how, how much are the the games, uh, etc. Yeah. So I can give you um some good insight into this, um, based on what I've experienced in in Aichi because I just mm -hmm. moved to Osaka uh in April, and as well as what I've experienced so far in Osaka. Okay, cool. So, yeah, as, as far as the um the cost goes, so I'll I'll start with um with Osaka first because I'm I'm here right now and it's fresh. 
Uh, depending on the venue, like where you go, a lot of people, they like to go to places like CQB Limited, which is similar to, um, to Brave Point. They, so they do like the same game style, same music. So the costs are usually the same in between, um, for example, maybe 4,000 yen and up for maybe three or so hours. Yeah, that's then, what Brave Point costs, yeah. Yeah, yeah, basically. So generally the the it's the same um the play style is almost the same it's very generic and to be honest with you um just to just be completely honest on the platform uh most of the players that i've met in kansai that are pretty much hardcore and have brands here they tend to play outside of osaka um okay. so like yeah it's so like nara prefecture or um maybe like somewhere south and maybe kishiwada or wakayama or something like that or kyoto I met some Kyoto players when I played in um, Feeling of Peach in, in the summer, and I did that big that, game. That's that uh, hotel, game. right? It's a yeah, yeah. It's a it's a it's a love hotel, an abandoned one. Um, but it but the thing is, because of the way how it's structured, it presents a lot of interesting dilemmas that you have to deal with with some. Of the I game know, styles. dude. My my favorite field is my yeah. abandoned hotel, which is a uh, a yeah. five story capsule hotel in Yokohama. It, it, Fantastic. it presents a lot of technical, um, tactical and technical dilemmas. I just have, I love how logical yeah. it is. Yes. The 100%. There's something amazing 100%. about like when you're playing in an indoor field and it's a kill house, like all the, everything's illogical. Like there will be people <laughs> shooting you from angles that you can't see and like cracks yeah. in the wall and stuff. And you'll come around a corner. There'll be 19 different openings and you can't cover everything but when no, you're in a you hotel you can cover yeah. everything like there's three entrances you can lock them down no one's coming in anywhere else it's it's great yeah yeah that but it's, that it's so dark though, hotel, so it looks terrible yeah. in videos <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> no light lighting yeah sucks but yeah in terms of like spending so in in nada when i played out there um the typical cost for the entire day, so from 10 a.m. to about 4 p.m. is about 4,000 yen. Um, so for that field, usually when I go out, um, you know, I'll obviously pay that. And then I'll, maybe if I want to, I'll buy gear to support um, one of the, the brand owners there who is a good friend of mine. So mm. if I do that, then it could easily, in, including food, go up to um, maybe 10,000, a little bit more. Yeah, um, depending that's on normal. you know on, yeah, on what i do that day so anywhere between that 10 to 12 or thirteen thousand yen range in so Kansai, just, if i if yeah if i'm there oh yeah just to give uh listeners um a price point mm -hmm. so 40 4 000 yen it is about 30 american dollars or 30 euros yeah yes so you, you could play airsoft all day for 30 dollars basically yeah um that's the that's usually the case when I play at that field and, and now, um, you know, you get, and with that particular field, you get your own, literally like your own hotel room when you go in with you. Oh, that's cool. Players. It's really awesome. Um, I have actually, there's a vlog up on my channel, two vlogs, I think. So we'll, I'll send you guys, well, I'll, you guys, will, I'll, I'll mention the channel, my channel, so you can check it out. But yep. yeah, the, 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 the rooms are really nice. They have refrigerators so you can put your lunch in there. They got mag warmers. They got a microwave. They got uh, what else? They got them uh, uh, um, an air conditioner. Just a bunch of stuff that you can just feel at home, and just have like all your that. kit ready. 
in between like rounds. That. So, yeah, it was really nice playing there. I, I really enjoyed it. I, I was there last week too as well. Um, I still have all the gameplay footage. I think I put out one video so far, but the rest of it, I have to like kind of go through it and just kind of clean it up so I, I don't get into any trouble with YouTube <laughs> again. So Yeah, you um, had some trouble recently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's We'll talk about that. But yeah, um, yeah, that particular field, I highly recommend it. Um, there's other ones in Nada. Um, I think the, the price point is around the same. But the 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 play style and maps are a little bit um different, so that you're on more like more kind of like outside with some 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 obstacles and some barricades and things like that to kind of I replicate like street fighting. Um, this, I think it's the Raccoon, Raccoon City, something like Lagoon City. Mm. I think um Mayday-san did a a video out there um in the summer, and there's some fields out in Kishiwada, so. People tend in Osaka tend to go out of Osaka to play. Well, now, that makes for, sense. For, always yeah. in the cities, in the city, you always have the small indoor fields. But yeah. as soon as you go away from the city where land is cheap, you get the the really cool fields. Yeah, you get re, you get a really good experience, which I think is better. So if you're looking for like quick indoor CQB, also BB Gun and hopefully I'm saying this right, Semenaco and Park. I've been out there. They're also decent as well. Um, their price point is for night game how much do i usually pay at least well j just under two thousand yen like like eight oh that's cheap yeah so that's like and 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 that i can play from literally from 7 p.m to like 10 30 or 11 if you want to do night that's a good option as well and they, they do like a bunch of different um like value deals you know throughout the year you can they have a bunch of rental equipment and by the way, guys, for all the listeners, um, you know, that are outside of Japan, you know, usually all of these fields have a whole bunch of rental options. So if you don't mm -hmm. have like gear or whatever the case is, you can rent whatever you need and it won't be a problem. Nice. Um, yeah. And the rental's cheap. Yeah. Like you can rent uh, a beginner Very set, reasonable. which is, you know, everything you need, gun, uh, uniform, reasonable. goggles, mask, like 3,000 yeah. yen. So 20 bucks. 100%. Um, and then in Aichi, when I was in Aichi, uh, I lived in Tokaishi for two years. I primarily played at Hexera Airsoft Arena. Yeah, I know uh, Hexera. It's your, field, it's, your, yeah. uh, it's your Black Fox. Yeah, that's basically my black. That's my home. Um, shout outs to um, uh, David um, Yoshida there, who is the um, the owner. Um, definitely check out Hexera Airsoft. You're going to hear about them a lot um, during this podcast as well. So a lot of my gameplay is from there. That's why I played. Usually they have an amazing three-level indoor field. The shooting yeah, range is amazing. awesome. Um, so if you've seen all of my Hexera training vlogs, those take place in that shooting area. So that that's that's where um, I, I filmed that that content, and um, it's doing pretty good right now. Very nice place to play indoor airsoft. A very good place to play high-level skilled players. I played with um, with JDF members there. Um, Japanese military, uh, police, soldiers, you know, whoever, high-level players, um, guys from Kanto and Kansai, from all over, they come. I did Gunfight Cup there as well, um, in Rokubanshu and in Yatomi, which is where the new field is. And, um, and yeah, um, David himself has that, that British, um, British Army military experience. Um, his wife, Maya, is also amazing. Rusty, the whole staff, so check those guys out. And, and the price point is just under um from what i the last time i remember under four thousand yen for day game usually is between 
from uh, the same time as um as feeling so basically like from from 10 30 ish to about after four night game is a little bit cheaper so for day game you're looking at 3600 um for yen and night i believe is 31 last time i checked so somewhere in that ballpark for sure yeah you'll get that that good gameplay yeah, it's it seems like a really good field. I've seen some I've seen some pictures on Instagram, mm -hmm. and I'm definitely going to check it out when I go you to Osaka to. next time. You got uh, to man. Um, I'll need to bring Mayday and Dan with in, me because you need in, the team. So the field the field is in Yatomi. So if you guys want to come out for sure, like um, if you want to meet up in Osaka, then head there. That's cool. But you probably by the time you're ready to go, I might be in Kanto as well. So, but I, yeah, I either know, way I know yeah either way it's, it's We'll do it for sure. Um, the field's in Yatomi. So in order to get there by train, you got to take either um, uh, the Kintetsu line or JR, which is very easy to do from Nagoya Station. And it's we're just basically just a little bit like 15, 20 minutes out west. It's perfect. Nice. Yeah. All right. So you've already really um, you've answered this question mm -hmm. already, but let's try yeah. to get some some more detail. So right. what's the selection of local fields like? Uh, you mentioned you've got Hexera and you've mm -hmm. got Feeling of Peach. Mm -hmm. um, anything else? Um, so in in Kansai, there are a lot of fields out in Hyogo Prefecture, such as Ghost. Many of them I haven't been able to try yet just due to just me being busy, like literally super busy. Mm. But there's Ghost, Hive out in, in, um, in Nara, just a bunch of really small ones. I think there's Buddy Field and Kishiwada, but these are mostly like like kind of outdoor, just barricadey fields. I right? love those the the urban fields. Yeah, they're, they're more urban for sure. So um, that's basically what the selection really is like. Um, there's also Killing House as well, but they're a little bit informal, mm. so it's it's kind of difficult to get like a, a, a um, pretty much a field on like what their um what their overall attendance is for games so that's pretty much what you're looking at you know in terms of um in terms of options for sure yeah, that makes sense like in in tokyo like there's probably 50 uh fields within one hour of my house yeah because i can go up into saitama i i've got chiba tokyo and um fucking yokohama and there's yeah, like 15, yeah. 20 fields in each place. And there's a gigantic selection. Most of them uh, will be small fields. But as soon as you get into like Chiba and stuff, you're getting the, the big woodland fields and stuff like that. So there's there's so many fields. So the, a lot, a huge option. And in, in Aichi, it was relatively the same because of the land space. So right. up north, there were some really good ones that kind of had like a cafe vibe. Okay. Um, I, I like did that. a video at one that I took down off of YouTube due to just demonetization fear. So my manager currently right now who looked over my channel, he said, you know, maybe you should take this one down because, you know, it's just, it's just so much stuff going on now with that. But regardless, um, what's the name of that, that place again? It's called, um, I think it's Seek cqb cafe cqb mm -hmm. cafe i think it's cqb cafe yeah um a really just nice field but the first time i went there 
um, I met a really cool guy who was a part of this this training group in Aichi, who was friends with a, a Russian player who I know out in um in Aichi as well. So we had a really good conversation. I remember I was doing uh some drills with the USP, my USP compact, RIP. It broke. Um, did a video on that. Um, and the MP7, they had a really nice um training course where you can just kind of like move around and shoot through up um obstacles and cover. It's really small, by the way, too, but for the for drilling purposes, really good. And um, they had also a parent and and child day of airsoft. Oh, yeah, like the Oyako games. Yeah, yeah. So that was really nice as well to, to kind of get into that. It was just really nice. So um, they have a good aura there. It's a little bit different. Um, I like that. The whole idea of like a cafe airsoft thing where you could like yeah. chill, have a drink and then play some games. It's nice because yeah. normally it's just like go, go, go all day. No, it's, it's really it's a really it's really when you get there, it's like it's a really chill atmosphere. I like that. Um, you can see like they got like the Nerf gun set up um, of all this rental equipment. Mm. It was just huge rental equipment. They have like an in a little in in field store. Where you can just buy stuff. Um, I have a friend whose channel is featured on my YouTube channel. And she films, I think, most of her content at that field there. Her name is Yuki. So you guys can definitely check that out. Um, they have, it's and they, their, their field is like indoor and upstairs and downstairs. Yuki's so, the one you've been promoting recently, right? Yes, 100%. So she's also um, mutual friends with... Um, uh, my, my friend's wife as well so we all play Aichi, so we, we we know each other um they, there's a very close-knit network in Aichi when it comes to players so um, everyone would know usually, each other because yeah. yes especially when we do events so you run into everybody for sure nice yeah all right moving on mm -hmm. um so this this question here is really just to give a comparison of airsoft styles so What's yeah. a typical airsoft game like where you live? Uh, I bring this up because people mm. play airsoft very differently in different countries. So in yes. America, you can have people doing full auto CQB, but also yeah. very authentic milsims. While yeah. in um, like Hong Kong, they've got a high speed uh, CQB uh, where they're running, they're pre-firing every corner. And mm -hmm. you can see some amazing videos with like umbrella um the umbrella yeah. team in their uh, stuff Hong is Kong. amazing it's yeah, amazing been, i learned I so much their stuff on instagram techniques, yeah and i can't use any of them in japan they're all illegal <laughs> in japan yeah well, they're, yeah, they're yeah. illegal at brave point you can use them at black fox yeah um but yeah brave point you got to be careful in general yeah. indeed <laughs> even in so, the one in nagoya too uh, and they're a good field as well but um it's, it's just for a different time it they're for yeah. it's for a different style of gameplay and it's aimed yes. at beginners it's so, more commercial yeah 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 so what's a typical airsoft game like where you live uh so right now um ultimately what what it's like is that it depends on the venue okay, so yeah. for typical like i would say indoor cqb so and surprisingly i've met a lot of high level players in, in some of these places it's it's the pace is very different so mm. that you even see in some of my gameplay videos where i just get destroyed immediately mm. um that's usually because like i'd have probably have played somewhere different maybe just a little bit of time before and then like kind of coming back to that that pace 
it's it's kind of like the difference between like gi and no gi in jujitsu in terms of speed and engagement. So um with, with the tight knit CQB, the the gameplay style is one one hit rule. So yep. basically one life. And yep. you are playing in a very in in most cases a very confined space. So you have to worry about sounds and all these yep. little factors that go into um you know, basically someone downloading more information before you. Basically. Um, yes. And I, I kind of get into that, into the artist CQB as well in some of my other videos. Um, but yeah, the, the gameplay style typically in those tight knit areas are one hit rule. However, yep. that's the thing that really shocked me about BB gun when I first got there was that um, in one of the games that we did, I was allowed to use full auto. Nice. Um, yeah, well, I did a full auto game at Area 41. And I was like, yeah. dude, I'm shooting 40 rounds a second. You want me to go full auto in CQB? Like, I will, but Bro, people are getting injured. And those people that, aren't me. <laughs> that was very, yeah, that, that was, was exactly my, my thoughts. I had an MP7 that was um, fully customized. So yeah, that's how you um, do it. I had to really, you know, kind of use, how should I say, my discretion because like, yeah. they were new. So um, I didn't, I didn't overdo it, you know. And if I had my Glock 18, it would have been worse. I so, know, right? Yeah, um, you know, you, you got to use your discretion. But yeah, they, I, they allowed, um, I'm sorry, um, yeah. full auto, mm. lasers. And wait, 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 both. red dots or lasers? Lasers. Damn, As I've never been lasers. allowed to use a laser. I've got like five yes, lasers that I've never been able to turn on in a field. So that was huge for me. So I had I had a, a, an Olight on um i think it was on my usp i was able to mm. use during that game I, I think i still have the gameplay up i have a few of them where i was able to use lasers so um so typically like during those games like i'll i'll, I'll have a laser so and some of the guys they'll bring their lasers right yeah. so they'll have a pistol bring a laser as long as it's red it's okay um interesting which is yeah it's very weird right so yeah you, you can use that and then I, I i hope i'm wrong i could be wrong but he also mentioned that blind fire was okay. Um, Damn. So like that, yeah, that's going to be <laughs> like, I, I'm fine with that. If people are wearing armor. So like for me, like when I do just regular yeah. CQB, um, yeah. like I started airsoft uh, doing shirts versus skins. That's how mm -hmm. I used to play. So it'd be yeah. CQB. One team yeah. would be wearing like, like a re regular stuff. The other team would be shirtless. Yeah. And yeah. when you play like that, like, <laughs> You call your hits. Um, you have to. It's too, it's too dangerous. So, yeah, so at, that's only at that field. So to be honest with you. I've um, never heard the, of those with, rules before. Yeah. That sounds fantastic. The, bro, when, 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 when he told me, I was like in shock for about a good 20 minutes. And I just kind of had to compose myself. But there was only one instance where we were able to use the full auto. Like usually mm. it's it's single fire. But as far as the, the lasers and the blind fire, that's still that pretty much was kind of standard but the way how the engagements are in that area whether you're, you're doing the dimension field or that one lane that you guys might see from some of my content um the engagements are very different than what i was used to originally so um it was a, a slower pace of a slower pace game style of one hit so very slow at that field and not that much like um um, aggressive um, engagements at, at feeling of peach. Um, so they kind of do a lot of object, objective based um, 
gameplay like um similar to they take the hexaver games mm -hmm. and kind of remix them so they do like um like for the they capture the flag you have to like bring a water container or, or such to another location they do uh infinite respawns a uh, multiple floor um engagements they do gunfight uh, rules as well so i like that it's good to mix it up it's it's a they they're, they're because of the field style their their um their field offers more of a mixture um compared to uh, a tighter field so there's more variety i think and i, um, I like that that's that's important like if you yeah. on the weekend we just did capture the flag for like 19 games straight yeah that's a and lot then, and then that's the next lot. game was they have like that's 20 lot, flags yeah. on the field and um each game we would would switch flags yeah but then they did one game that was fun they're like capture all the flags we're like what jesus christ and yeah. like you had to go and capture every single flag to to win the the game i'm like that that was great it was so dynamic but yeah. just playing regular capture the flag you're like uh no i'm just gonna do team deathmatch but yeah it, it, and you burn out really fast like that too so um um yeah so like yeah variety i think is very important um, when I was in, when I was in Aichi, and obviously you know I played at Hexera a lot. Um, there were a lot of, um, I would say, tactical based gameplay. Mm, so like we that. did we did game modes like we did President Hostage. Oh, President's um, great. I love President. President's pretty good as well. We did we did pilot. Did the, did did the bodyguards get extra lives? Because the bodyguards have to get extra lives. Bo bodyguards no. Ah. So it was, the the way we we did a version of it called um called pilot pilot was super interesting. All right, I think with pilot with pilot the the pilot that you have to escort, I think they only had access to one magazine. Okay. So yeah. if if it was low cap, it was very realistic, and mm. and and for the the actual security guards, it was one hit rule, which made it very, I think, very interesting for me, right? Because usually. Any single time, whenever you do take away lives, that changes the, the engagement dramatically. Oh yeah, and, and every kill is significant. So, um, with their game styles, so so like so that um, also the um the 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 search and destroy, where you or, or when you're getting an objective, that one was also really nice as well. Um, regular um CQB deathmatch team deathmatch, um. We did low light gameplay, which I think is amazing, where you have to use a light. So basically I like low anything, light, but my GoPro doesn't. No, nah, yeah, go, yeah, yeah, it definitely doesn't. It's, it's, it, it feels like you're like you're doing like a, I don't know, I can't say that on YouTube. Um, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I won't. Um, yeah, so it's like you're basically like playing in the dark. Exactly. <laughs> That's what it looks like. But you um, know, it's it's fun. If you got night vision, it's it's more fun it's, for you than it is for others. Oh yeah, <laughs> that makes me want to kind right. of get night vision now. Yeah, moving on. But that's moving basically on. it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, last one in this section. Um, mm -hmm. Some common restrictions in Japan. So, yeah. of course, Japan has the one joule limit, which is three hundred and thirty feet per second. Um, mm -hmm. In Tokyo, when we play at Brave Point, we can do like three shots at a time, and we have to take a break before we shoot three more shots. Uh, um, okay. So that, that's a Brave Point rule. No one else has that. 
Um, yeah. When we were playing Seals on the weekend, we could use full auto, but it was burst full auto. So we could do like maybe two or three seconds of full auto, which is about yeah. 50 rounds or so you could fire in one burst. Then you mm -hmm. had to stop and then you could fire again. Okay. Um, and it's basically done for safety. Yeah. Um, how about in Osaka? Do you guys have any interesting restrictions? From what I've seen so far, like, so um, at, 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 at BB Gun, um, yeah. All right. So I, I do have um, an electric gun that, that has uh, high cap magazine capabilities. Yeah. So something like that you can't use in a certain indoor field, like particularly BB gun. But so far, that yeah, that's the only restriction that I have encountered so far in terms of like actual guns. I mean, pretty much everything what in terms of- What about um, yeah. the, the two most annoying rules for me, number mm -hmm. one is CO2. So yeah. lots of fields won't, not lots, All some right. fields won't let you use a CO2 gun if it has any modifications to right. it. So, th so that, that brings up another stock. point. That brings up another point. So, and and, and which you, what you're, you're going to find very interesting is that different fields and different regions have different rules. Yeah, so yeah exactly. I'm going to go, I'll take it back to BB gun again because they're a good example. So um, in reference to the CO2 guns, which I'm glad you brought up, I just remembered something. Um, the only CO2 guns that you can pretty much use are particularly JASG certified. So like things oh, like of course, of course. baton, baton, modishin, um, carbonate. So yeah. something like WeTech or whatever it is, um, that's CO2. If it's a maker, they don't recognize, they, they won't allow it. But even if you have like a, um, a, a metal slide, that's also okay, depending on the field. Yeah. That's the other um, thing I was going to bring up. Some people, some fields bar yeah. you from using a gun with a metal slide. Which I think is... That's my opinion. I think it's Stupid. retarded. Yeah. I well, mean, it, just, you know, it just comes from people not understanding how the law works. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I've but, I've read what the law is, and I'm, I'm, it's not worth talking about it again. But basically, right. there's nothing yeah. wrong with using a metal slide. The only the law simply states that in Japan, no manufacturer can produce a gun with parts that can be used to. Uh, retrofit it into shooting real bullets and that's absolutely. commonly meant to understand a metal slide and metal absolutely frame. absolutely and they're all toys yeah and there's yeah. nothing wrong with purchasing a metal slide owning owning a metal slide or using a metal slide but if you're a japanese company you can't make them no that, that's very true that's right, very cool. true um yeah let's, so we'll leave it at that yeah let's jump into round four how you play mm -hmm. and let's grab some more instagram content so for gotcha. each of these, I'm going to limit your answer to 90 seconds. Please mm -hmm. be as interesting and opinionated as you like. And let's talk about each point for 90 seconds. Uh, when you have 10 seconds remaining, I'll just put up my finger so I won't need to interrupt you. Gotcha. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right, man. So how do you feel about camping versus attacking? Okay, guys, let me just pretty much make this very clear. So I am not a fan of camping. It stagnates the whole game, guys. So, you know, get out there, play, take risks, and keep things going and flowing at a consistent pace. I don't like to sit by in the corner and just pretty much wait for someone to show up, 
for about five or 10 minutes until I stay in one place and then probably get, um, I don't know, some type of mental spasm in my head. So guys, um, in my opinion, I think we should be, you know, hunting and going for it and pretty much trying to get those, those, um, those, those, those hits. So let's get out there. Let's grab our pistols and do some walk-ups. Takashi Grammy TV style. Nice. Nice. Good answer. Take. Good answer. 45 seconds. Perfect. All right. How do you feel about respawn modes versus non-respawn modes? This is also the same thing. Rule. 90 seconds. Oh, yeah. Everything's 90 seconds. There's uh, maybe six of these. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. Well, okay. all right. Uh, okay. Uh, let's restart. So how do you yeah. feel about respawns versus non-respawns? All right. Well, I'll tell you what. For respawn and non-respawn modes um i think that they both have a place in airsoft as far as i'm concerned respawn modes are very good because guys we got to get out there once again we've got to take risks um we have to try to be as active as possible it is airsoft and i feel like if we're not engaging we are stagnating the game and we are stagnating pretty much our whole entire process in terms of developing in airsoft however Non-respawn modes are really cool too, guys, because sometimes I want to be tactical. I like when I take somebody out and I know that they're not going to be coming back for the rest of the round. It is a very significant part of the game for tactical gameplay. So I feel like, you know, if we need to keep it tactical, we do non-respawn. And if you want to have some fun, we do some respawn games. Both are okay. Let's mix it in and play some airsoft and grow and develop. Let's do it. Nice. That was good. Exactly on one minute. Yeah, I agree. Respawn's great for learning the map. Non-respawn's great for being tactical. Exactly. All right. How do you feel about solo play versus team play? All right, guys. Um, so I'm a big fan of both. Um, team play is excellent because you are learning the basics of communication, especially in Japan, where oftentimes we are English speakers and we are playing with people who do not speak English. So you get to work on your Japanese and your pretty much tactical communication skills. If you want to know what nonverbal communication is, check out my channel and look at those Art of Airsoft videos. But team play is essential for team-based games and team-based objectives. If you get better at this, you can be more efficient during your gameplay. And that's very important in order for success long-term in Airsoft. Solo play is very good for developing your survival skills, guys. So the better you are at not getting killed, the more opportunities you will have to play and get better, guys. So make sure that you are good or in the process of getting good at both. Nice. Good answer. I, I agree yeah. with all of that. Okay, next one. How do you feel about indoor games versus outdoor games? Okay, indoor versus outdoor games. I tell you what, guys. I like both now. Before, um, I was only an indoor guy playing like a little, um, I don't know, little Chucky's Bride extra. But yeah, um, indoor games are very good because you get to work on those CQB skills that everybody dreads. Everybody knows that CQB is cutthroat and that's just the way how life is sometimes. So you get to work on your peaking skills and your door-to-door -door skills and your room-to-room -room skills. However, with outdoor games, we get to worry about all the things that are very important, right? Such as hop, which sometimes we never really focus on when we mm -hmm. are in close range. So we can gauge the distance of our shots and pretty much be a little bit more meticulous in how we approach different 
dilemmas and objectives. So you need both in order to be a well-rounded airsoft. The guys do not skip out on that. Nice. I agree. Uh, hop was very important on the weekend. I trying to zero my my gun for fifty meters was was difficult because you know, the hop's going up and then you're trying to get just there on the drop go. on the fifty and ah, oh, it's like a rainbow. Yep. <laughs> All right. Yeah. High caps versus low caps. Oh yeah. Here we go. Another controversial one. So high caps versus low caps, guys. Um, this is my opinion on this. Okay, guys. This is airsoft. If you want to have fun, you want to push the objective, and you just want to, I don't know, essentially cheese. Well, mm -hmm. high caps, high caps are high caps, right? You can use them, you know. I guess you know, it feels that they're not illegal. However, many of us do play airsoft to get develop actual skills. So, guys, low caps are very good for developing real tactical skills like reloading. I know many of you guys don't want to hear that, but that's the case. So, you should be playing with both but in a sense in my opinion low caps a little bit more guys let's work on those reloading skills let's develop our foundation first and then we can spoil ourselves somewhere in between yeah i agree with that like uh yeah high caps are great for having fun low low caps are great for developing skills definitely all right last one how do you feel about power sources electric spring gas or hpa Wow. Okay. So all of these have a place in my heart and they all have a place obviously in the airsoft field as well. Electric is very good for beginners and for pretty much hobbyists and maybe players that play, you know, probably not so often as such, but they are very good for pushing an objective, uh, especially non-blowback ones. So you can essentially get into the game a lot easier, easier setup, easier maintenance, easier overall to you than very good for beginners. Spring is also very good, as I said before, with um, electric, less drawbacks, um, easier to maintain as well. And, you know, in terms of usage, a little bit um, easier as well. And it does have um, maybe some more realistic applications compared to electric. As for gas, um, gas is definitely my jam, guys. Um, gas blowback is definitely the wave if you want to get good at realistic airsoft weapon application um gas is for you so go with your gas and as for hpa i've seen it being used in my last game mm, i say it's a little bit cheese but many people do like it and it has very good applications for objective-based games so if hpa is your thing go for it cool good answer um i'm interested in hpa because this is something that i've been getting into recently yeah um it doesn't exist in japan no, no, I know, bro. I was just playing last week and I, I saw a guy with it. Um, no, it's it's um. That's probably something I, different. Then I could be wrong. Yeah, so it's it's a new thing that um you can't use HPA in Japan in in Japan under the law. So oh my god, okay. So no one's using HPA, and it, because HPA is a gas source, right? Yeah. So okay, the biggest thing is uh, people don't know what HPA is, so they get confused. Uh, right. HPA gotcha. is a scuba tank. That's what HPA is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, um, I I got interested in this because so many people were fighting over it, and I'm I'm a teacher. I write textbooks. It's my job to like know things. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, what is HPA? So I actually yeah. look into it, and HPA is CO2. It's the same thing. Yeah. All right. The difference is 
Um, you know, when you shoot from a CO2 gun, if you shoot very quickly, you get this cool down effect. Yes. Right. Um, so I said, what's endothermic expansion or so something like that. And because of that, CO2 is trash for fully automatic weapons. Yes, it is. That's true. Right. Now, HPA is not. HPA is fantastic for automated weapons. The, the reason for this difference is it's the same thing. But when you store CO2 in a liquid form, it's called CO2. Mm. When mm -hmm. you store CO2 in its air form, it's called HPA. Mm. Then when you fire HPA, all you're literally doing is like getting a balloon and then you're just like opening the balloon valve and the air is coming out. That's it. Interesting. But when you're firing CO2, you're having to change the liquid to the gas. You're getting that cool down, but that's how then the gas comes out. Mm. Um, in Japan, you can get the the big green gas canisters, which is another problem. Have you okay. seen those? I think so, yeah. Yeah, because normally um, for American viewers, green gas is the is the power source that most guns use. It's basically yes. propane with lube. But basically, in yeah. Japan, we have a gas that's called green gas, but that's the brand of the gas. That's the name. <laughs> but it's yeah. actually CO2. Yeah. To make everything confusing. And in Japan, when people say they're running HPA, they're using a bottle that's called green gas that has CO2 in it that they're running in a HPA system. Jeez, yeah. So it's technically a CO2 system, but it's so difficult to describe what it is People just call it HPA. Yeah. And it's not HPA, though, because you know you, you don't get the full auto out of it. You only get the the increased like recoil from the, the semi. So just just get a CO2 gun. There's, I don't think there's I any think, benefit to running yeah. external CO2. I, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. I, I don't I mean, that's not my flex. For sure. I mean, I I mean, I, I saw a guy when I went to play out in um in uh in, in feeling a peach last week. So I think in one of the gameplays, if you if you saw my last one, the guy who I was doing the round with, um, that lightning round, he had a tank that was yeah. connected to like an uh what was the pistol he had? I think it was an it could be an EX an agency arms Glock or, or EXA one, one of those Glocks. Okay. But he had the, the 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 tank connected to a magazine that was loaded into the Glock. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they use the external valve adapter. But yeah. I've, so I've also seen people just running like regular um, duster gas via a a hose into their magazine. I'm like, why? Yeah, what benefit is that? I don't get it at, at all. Because like running HP in America makes sense because you get perfect controllability over the FPS, you can control the RPS, you get, you can make the gun do exactly what you want it to do. You get that perfect but, customization. But, but then again, in America, like, or essentially in other countries too as well, yeah. um, other it's almost too. a different, yeah, it's a different type of sport, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah. 100% different. Yeah. It's, a, it's amazing how airsoft changes in every country. Like, it's, it's so different. Yeah. Germany's crazy too. Like, have you heard of like Germany's laws are like AEG, like they've got AEGs and like SAEGs and like uh -huh. some of their AEGs have to be like under like 50 <laughs> meters per second. And it's just yeah, uh, it's crazy. It's confusing. It is. It's confusing. Yeah. All right. Let's jump into the next round now.
So mm-hmm. around five, living the dream, I'd l- like to learn about some of your dream uh, airsoft moments. Let's mm-hmm. look at your uh, dream gun, dream matches, dream team, and you know what we could do if we had all the money. Mm-hmm. So first one, what would be your dream airsoft gun? Uh, dream airsoft gun right now would be would definitely be a um an M4 system right now. That'd be M lock. Mm. I want something with a really good um gas system. Okay. I can shoot strong, that can shoot very well with good blowback, a very good internal system, something similar to even the M- the MWS platform with their bolt carrier. I um, would recommend I a uh, Kythera for you. That'll blow your yeah. mind. Yeah, I really would like that as well. Um, but preferably in this case, I'd want something CO2. I oh, mean, like Kythera is CO2. Okay, then that's perfect for me. I mean, like, like I I I like duster, but like CO2 is like using CO2 with like learning how to punch for the first time. It's so different. Like I got a CO2 MP5 and it's it's just clean every time it fires. <laughs> just the hiss. Is that, is, is that is that the baton? Uh yeah, it's it's SR it's SRC, but I'm not sure of yeah. if SRC and baton have a relationship. I wonder because they, but Baton, they, they have like a, they have many MP5 variations that I've seen. I, I but, wouldn't be surprised if yeah. there's a connection between those companies. I think so. I think Baton is Taiwanese. I, I think so too. Um, yeah, also, yeah, yeah. I'm not 100% sure on this, but I don't think Baton make guns. I think they're more like a brand for retrofitting guns. Yeah. And, they they get Taiwanese guns from different manufacturers and then they yeah, customize be- them for the Japanese market. Yeah, but because a, a lot of their guns. That. Yeah, you're right. But most of their guns don't have trades, but you you can get them. So for like um, the staccato, which is very interesting. Um, I love the staccato. I, we were using that at Area Forty One. Jeez, but you know what's crazy about it? Um, like mine literally just kicked the bucket. So. I'm, I'm, this is like my um my little um little bit I'm going to mention about staccato the staccato in particular, but in, in relation to CO2 guns. So for CO2 guns, I love CO2. Any dream gun that I'm going to think about or buy is is has to be a CO2 gun. That's for one. Yeah, for um, sure. But with that particular pistol, it listen it kicks very hard. Mm, it does. It has like, a, I, w- it, it has a, I was shocked yes, by the blowback. Jeez, it kicks very hard. But the thing is this, right? Um, over time, you have to be very careful because those those parts will wear out. Oh yeah, very quickly. fast if you use it very regularly, and that's what happened yeah. to me. So you so need to get it overhauled out, like every six months, bro. My mine burned out like it's like I have all the parts. It just like the the um the 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 cylinder, like it, it has like a little indentation before, and like it's completely like set in a way now where it can't even load the bb just from the that from the impact of the recoil and yeah. then the, the spring i had in there was like a like a, a almost like a high speed short stroke spring mm. so with that 2011 trigger you can just go mm. so i was just i was just going you know so so with their with their product the co2 products like with their the 1911s i think they just recently released a a silent hawk which is like a night hawk custom um 1911 with the thread right now so you need the thread you guys you need to put on your traces 
Yes. So, and I, and I had a tracer on my staccato that literally broke from the recoil. <laughs> believe it or not. I believe um, you. Yes. Like my, so you see in my last video, yeah. my GoPro fell off my um my pistol <laughs> because of the recoil. So it's yeah, it's a lot of yeah. recoil. There's a lot of recoil, but on that system particularly. But what's crazy is that um it, it's just under the the, the the limit for um for power. So yeah. that's just going to show you how much power is being suppressed in the system. So, oh yeah, like CO two, yeah. you can easily put CO two up to like five six joules. And you can make it, uh, you can just shoot through glass with it. You can shoot through like car windshield. Like yes. there's some amazing videos on YouTube where people uh, show the different CO2 levels and how like yeah. you can change the regulator and what five joules is, what six joules is using like a Dan yeah. Wesson and yeah. showing how plastic BBs yeah. and metal BBs change so much. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, they become very dangerous. <laughs> Super dangerous. So right. um, yeah, so yeah, that's it. Yeah, so they, they, I they, sorry, please. No problem. Um, so for my ideal airsoft event would definitely be um an indoor milsim CQB event. Um oh, pretty much fun. going over, yeah, going over like just just door to door or room to room engagements, just basically team versus team. Where so Mil Milsim has, West does that, like Jet Desert yes. Fox has some great events like that. Yeah, yeah, th that would definitely be um, my ideal airsoft event where, like, say, for example, you have uh, maybe um, two or maybe four teams, kind of like a, maybe an airsoft version of Quintet, and hmm. there are multiple rounds, and let's say everyone has to maybe um, either, like, get a hostage or, or an objective, or live hostage or an objective, and run an airsoft game like that would be pretty cool. Dude, I'd like that. Uh, if you find that game, hit me up. I'm, I'm going to join it. You know what's uh, interesting? Yeah. The owner for for Hexera is hinting, well, well, it was kind of like in the beginning of this year on doing something in regards to that. So I gotta probably shoot that in his ear and maybe see if um if that could be a reality. But if it does, I'll let you know. Nice. Like I saw yeah. an amazing game on YouTube recently that I really want to join. It seemed to be about 300 players at a field, and it was a zombie rescue. And to yeah. play this, um, there was five people versus 300 people. And the 300 people were just zombies. Um, they had no weapons, uh, oh but they basically, you know, couldn't be killed. They, they would be, they'd fall down when they felt like it. And um, you, they would get shot a lot. So everyone was in full kit. And yeah. the team had to go into the middle of the map, grab the hostage, extract the hostage, and then drive out while all of the zombies were chasing them. And uh, like when they're doing CQB, the zombies were coming out of nowhere and like grabbing them. As soon as the zombie touches you, you're you're out. That's and awesome. It looked incredible. And like when they're in the Jeep and they're just like firing at all the zombies, <laughs> everyone's just like falling down and exaggerating all the deaths. It looked incredibly fun. So I would yeah. love, and I think you'd probably have to pay to play that because being a zombie would suck. <laughs> experience would be worth it though i think yeah check it yeah. out on youtube I'll, I'll try to post a link to it but i was shocked that games this fun exist sounds awesome all right next one dream team who would be on your airsoft dream team it can be living dead real make-believe anyone you like oh man Air, airsoft dream team um let's see um are we talking about like 
airsofters or real shooters. Anyone so you I'd, like, I'd, man. I'd have, it's, I'd it's have a combination. Of, I'd have a combination of both. So okay. I see, um, I see six guys in the silhouette here. So sure, you can have six. I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna shoot um, you know, quality versus quantity, right? All right. So we'll go with um myself, probably um Chris Costa. Okay. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, probably um probably you, Mayday San. So that's four, right? Yeah. Then we need we need two more. So the guy who took down Bin Laden, I forgot his name, but he did like an interview with Joe Budden's uh, podcast. We get him. Yeah, he's friends with and... Jim Jeffries. He taught Jim Jeffries how to shoot. <laughs> There you go. There you go. And um, let me see. We need, we, need, we need one more person. One more person. One more guy. Um, who'll be pretty uh dope to um to bring on the. Oh yeah, Sylvester Stallone. There you go. Oh right, yeah, he. That could work. That could work. Yeah, yeah. Giving it. Give him his uh M sixty. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> nice. All right, yeah. round six. Um, sell me your gun. For this round, I'd like to do a role play where I play the role of someone who wants to buy a new gun and you mm -hmm. are well, the gun seller. I don't know the term of someone who sells a gun. The person who works in a gun store. Um, gun salesman is cool too, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, please choose one of your guns and persuade me to buy it. Oh, uh, for sure. Are you ready? Um, definitely. Yeah, let's hit it. Let's do it. All right. Um, excuse me. Uh, I'm thinking of buying a, a new gun, but I, I'm not sure what to get. Okay. I, any I got re the any recommendations? Yes. Is is this? Are you looking for something um that you want to customize, or are you looking for a a, a long weapon or a small weapon? What What's your ideal size? Well, I'm looking for a for a, a small weapon. And I don't mm -hmm. know much about guns, so I don't need to be able, I don't want to customize it myself. I want mm. to be able just to pay the money, use it straight out of the box and mm -hmm. straight dominate everywhere I go. Perfect, perfect. Okay, and are you, do you want uh, a gun that's, uh, or where do you live exactly? Are you, are you where, where are you going to play Airsoft? I'll be playing Airsoft in Tokyo. Perfect, okay. So I have the gun for you. The gun I'd like for you to look at is the Glock 19. Oh, interesting Gen choice. Gen 4, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I have a Gen 3. So the Glock 19 Gen 3, I think would be the perfect pistol for you. You can use it right out of the box. It's <laughs> very accurate and very easy to use, okay? You don't have to worry about a thumb safety or any type of switch, it's very simple. You simply load the magazine once the um, the, uh, the the slide um, locks back and you can hit the the slide release and you can fire, um, no problem. It's very easy to maintain, very easy to use and very durable. Nice, sounds good. Yeah. How much does it cost? Yeah. Um, I believe the price point right now is at exactly 13,000 yen. Oh, okay, that's not so Brand bad. New. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. I'll take it. Perfect. Nice work, man. You're you're a good salesman. You you could work at Ichigoya, no problem. Oh hell yeah, but bro, that gun is amazing, bro. Yeah, Mayday's got one. He loves it. Yeah, I I, I recently um, it's funny, um, I I was going to, I will I was going to, well, the one I was going to do was well, one that I did, um, I was going to take a lot of time to build it, but I I I wound up finishing it in um. Like in less than what three weeks? Hmm. 
Yeah, so it's it's it's, it's literally finished right now. I, I it's fitted with a Hollis and five hundred seven right now. So very nice. Um, yeah, I'm gonna be running that really soon. Um, I hope you've got a lens perfect. protector on that. No one wants to get their hollow sun shot out. That too. That that's a big thing. I, I did. I I got a lens protector on my TLR. Mm. Um, so now it's it's, sh it's shadow proof as well. So I'm trying um, to get a lens protector for my night vision because I've got like legit night vision, but yeah. it's like a 60, 70 millimeter lens. So I have to get like a custom made Perspix lens for it before I use yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Round seven. Uh, this is mm -hmm. the backstory. I've selected uh, three images from your Instagram. Uh, I'd like gotcha. you to tell me all about these uh, pictures and let me know what's the backstory. Let's do it. All right. Tell uh, me about this yeah. picture. Uh, yes. Yeah, so this is from um, a game that I played out in Hexar, which is an amazing field um, out in Aichi. Um, during this time, this was when the field was located in, um, in, uh, in Rokobanchu. This was in January of 20, 2021, 2021. Yeah, so um, I came out there, played some awesome games. Um, for those of you who don't know who's in the pick on my left, her name is Maya uh, QB. That's her Instagram handle. She is the um, the wife of the owner of Hexera Airsoft Arena and pretty much the first lady of Hexera Airsoft Arena. Um, very... Um, awesome person, very nice individual um, overall. Um, um, definitely um, a, a good friend of mine. She, we did a video that's on my channel, um, which is a training video. And you can also see a lot of videos with her on Hexera's YouTube channel as well. So check that out. Check out Hexera's website. So this is pretty much a picture with me and a very special person from my Hexera Airsoft family. Nice, nice. Yeah. Okay. How about this one? I can see two people in the photo. Oh yeah. So this the first picture is with me. Um, I'm rocking my my gators right there. Check that out. Uh, my special edition. Um, put them on so you guys can see that. So that's me in the pic. Same hat, same shades. And towards on the other side there. Um, her name is Yuki, and she is a cosplayer and airsofter out in Aichi. Uh, once again, another good friend of mine in that network. Um, we're going to be doing some content in the future for sure. So check that out on Tactical Ashigarami TV, which is my YouTube channel. Um, I also have a bunch of other channels on there as well. Her channel is Encraft, and it's also featured on my channel as well. And she's going to be doing some more content on there. So um, check her out. She's a very um, awesome um, airsofter. Her husband is as well, really cool guy, um, a very awesome guy, and she has a very nice family. And over Aichi just has that that family airsoft environment. So look out for that content. Nice man, I've saw I've seen uh, her Instagram page a few times, and yeah, she's got some great yeah. content. So throw up sure. her um, her link, and we'll see if we can send some more followers her way. Let's do that for sure. Let's do that for sure. All right, last one. Who are you lifting up in this pick? Yeah, man. So this is um pretty much one of my um my, my best friends here out in Kansai. So we did a lot of videos recently um on my Instagram as well. Um her name is Just and mm -hmm. she is the founder and the the mastermind behind the hack brand, which is 
one of the largest um, airsoft brands in Japan, street street fashion airsoft mm. brand, brands in Japan. Yeah, they um, just started selling that yeah. in Ichigoya. I saw some people rocking it a few months ago. I'm like, what's this? And yeah, yeah I'm seeing yeah, it man. more and more. Hack is awesome. So the the um the main base for the uh the brand itself is at the feeling of peach uh game field, the same field that I played at before yeah. and see all the content and whatnot. So she is essentially a big part of that field, you know. She operates out of there too as well. And we have a ton of content on my channel now together. So guys, check out Just Hack. Check out our videos on YouTube. Check out her Twitter. My, my content that I have on my YouTube has also all of her links. Mm, so if you nice. guys want to check out uh, her, her, her content, check out her, her products. She has some awesome chest rigs, hats, mag bands, all that good jazz. So definitely um, check that out as well. We played an awesome game. So th this picture was taken from a game that we played out in um, in Aichi last year in 2021 around the same time. I think it was November where we did a very special um, big charter game with all the Kansai players and the members of our team. So they came out, they featured their products, and we, we did some really good games with some other big YouTubers from Kansai as well. So everybody came out and... We, we did a vlog for that specific day and there was a gameplay video featuring her team and her especially as well as the full gameplay video is also there as well so if you guys yeah, want to see great. that content yeah it's, it's there it's all there including the recent one from feeling of peach she's nice. an awesome person yeah from I'll, I'll try to check it out it's always good supporting new players and when you get a recommendation about like a player to check out it's always good to check them out because that's how Absolutely. you find cool people that's it all right, round eight, full send. This is where we ask some deeper questions where we can get to know more about you and your airsoft journey. So sure. the first question is always fun. You have mm -hmm. complete permission to just brag all you want. What is yeah. your greatest airsoft-related accomplishment? So definitely. So my greatest related airsoft accomplishment for me would be competing in the gunfight cup that we mm -hmm. had at hexera airsoft not once but twice mm -hmm. um the the first time i played there and and these are like airsoft tournament matches one versus one so i think um with what was done there that was pretty much the first time that it was done i think ever you know the initial cup was in 2020 and then the second one i think was this year in january both of them are really tough and there were both prize giveaways, gators, um, trophies, um, a bunch of gear and stuff like that for, for either one, for both of them. Um, the matches were very hard. I think for the first one that I did, I, I went one and one for the day. And then for the second one I did, I went two and one. Now, um, are these CQB matches or is this speed shooting? CQB, straight CQB. So you're basically in a... And I have my matches up on my channel too as well from this, the one we did this year, which was number two. Um, so basically, um, the way how gunfight rules work is you are going one versus one ah. with someone in a very tight area. Mm. So basically, whoever makes that first mistake loses. It's basically 1v1 on Rust. Yes. Yeah. Nice, so it's, nice. it's, it's a perfect way to make friends or enemies <laughs> um 
yeah, it's but no, all jokes aside, it's it's really it's really tough. Regardless of your result, you are going to improve from yeah, that experience course. alone, and you're going to learn a lot about you know your style and what your your strengths and weaknesses are for sure. I like that. I like that. It's it's yeah. really important to put your skills to the test so you can find out what you need to do to get better. That's really important. Yeah, that's pretty much my greatest accomplishment. You know, games are games, but that both of those those tournaments were very difficult. Nice. Both of them. Yeah. All right. Now let's switch it up yeah. and look at something incredibly embarrassing. <laughs> I yeah. have a ton of these. For example, on yeah. the weekend, I fell into a ditch. And that was fun. But how oh about gosh. you? Uh, All right. While while playing yes, I mean, it wasn't a regular ditch. Yeah. It was a ditch in a field. So okay. tell me, tell me about some of your embarrassing airsoft moments. Okay. So one of the most embarrassing ones I got um, for me, and, I, and I'll take it back to one of my matches that I played this year during the gunfight. So I was using a um, a carbonate M forty five DOC. So I, I like. I love oh wow, that's what I run. That's that's my regular. Yeah, I love it too. It's my one of my favorites. I actually got it outfitted with a TLR right now, um, and it's okay, customized, yeah. and I can I can run it. So for uh, that particular game, I ran. I believe it was that gun for the whole entire day because I couldn't use the shotgun spas. Yeah, because of the you know the you know you can't use the shotgun for that. It was said anyway. So uh, during one of the engagements, and I have it on camera on my GoPro. I think it was the first match. It was the first match where I'm engaging the guy. And in one of the engagements, I had the drop on him and my thumb safety was up. Ah, <laughs> no, great. And I wound up getting killed. And it was and it was funny. It was on video. So and then I remember I went back to reset in my corner and then I'm looking at Dave and I'm like, I'm like, bro, the thumb safety was, was up. And he just laughs at me. No, great. Um, Oh, we've yeah, all done so, that. We've we've all done that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure I have more, a lot more funnier things have happened to me. Yeah, actually, and then I got another one that, that I think I do have on camera, where I did a search and destroy game at Hexeras, and the video I think is still up on my channel, where me and uh, my my friend I think he still works there, um, during a game we were running like trying to find each other on the other side and we just collided into each other. Oh yeah. That, that happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I tripped three times yeah. yesterday at seals. Like I hadn't played, I've been playing indoors now for like a year straight. Cause it's uh, probably last time I played outdoors was probably January. Yeah. And after playing indoors, like we can't run around. So it's, it's really slow. It's really tactical. And then like yeah. going out outdoors, like in woodland and just sprinting everywhere man i tripped so much like you, you think you don't think there's going to be roots you don't think there's going to be you know big rocks and stuff but if you're not looking where you're going you're just going to eat shit <laughs> so often yeah all right yeah, so airsoft's changing a lot at mm. the moment and we're really seeing airsoft move in three directions uh, we're seeing airsoft move into the training real steel skills with people using airsoft on the tack range. We're also seeing airsoft for reenactment uh, with people doing milsim, and also people using airsoft more of a, more of a sport with mm -hmm. the the speedy boys and speed QB. 
how do you want airsoft to change in the next 10 years uh definitely for me i want airsoft to be more mainstream in a sense and like for any type of pathway that they want to take it you know it should be there should be multiple ways for it to be uh i would say more well known similar to like like mixed martial arts and jujitsu mm. like i want to see more variety uh, more game styles even kind of allude into what i mentioned with the um the team on team um tactical milsim style gameplay like so it's in a sense having way more rule sets um way more um options and and weapons uh, specific gear and overall even sponsorships and actually making it more legitimized more more production going into airsoft and i think that's going to make it grow and it'll be more respected you know because right now um you know it's it's outlawed you know if you post things on social media now in regards to airsoft it's just like it's it's taboo or considered modified weapons or you know whatever the case is so in it's, a sense making it more accepted yeah exactly and you know america's done that with the the orange tip but you know yeah. they are they are replica weapons so it it you are always skating on thin ice like i i get you yeah yeah all right so what are you working on at the moment uh, Skill-wise or, or gear? Uh, both. Okay, so in, in terms of skill, what I'm pretty much developing right now, um, we're still working on, um, on CQB tactics, as I mentioned before, with, um, with off-handing, um, transitioning. Mm. Yeah. So going back to the basics, which is um, um, footwork, panning, um, also peaking and slatting the pie in terms of yep. doorway entries oh yeah um, trying doing uh rifle the pistol transitions i've been working out a lot now too mm. just in general for different um areas and locations so the um the last actual gun that i i just finished working on right now is uh is my gen 3 glock which is not finished and that's something that i intend to use uh for a a, a more recent game i was i was thinking about a different type of setup but I just kind of lean more towards, I feel like something that was is more practical. And it's funny how sometimes you decide to go into one direction and then you just kind of go back to what works. Yeah, um, I'm I'm the same, yeah. man. Like um I've done so many different like builds and loadouts. So yeah. I was like, I like being a sniper seems fun. So I've got like four sniper rifles. I've got a full ghillie suit that I spent like three, four months last year making. Yeah. And yeah. then I tried sniper gameplay. I'm like, this sucks. It's so boring. Yeah, yeah. And that's exactly it. You know, you so have you, to make it interesting for yourself. Yeah. So I, I just went back. I was like, no. And then, like, I got my full metal M4s that, uh, you know, all the, the real shit on them, they're as heavy as hell. They look fantastic. And then you take them out in the yeah. field, like, fuck this. It's heavy. <laughs> <laughs> so then, like, at the end of the day, you're like, man, what, what do I want? Like, I want to win. So I'm going to use a short barreled rifle that's exactly. light, that's running exactly. mid caps. And, you know, exactly. I can run around with it all day without breaking my back because I, yeah, I'm almost you, you got to be able to move. Yeah. I, I don't want to. I've got I've got an M249 with the chainsaw modification on it. And wow. it is beautiful. 
but you don't want to bring this to a game. It sucks bringing it no. to the game. Then it sucks walking around. As soon as you use it, it's fantastic. But everything else sucks. Yeah. But I've got an ARP9 that I've got a hair trigger on, and it weighs nothing. It fits in my backpack, and I can just take it to a game and just have fun. So finding something that works is so important. Everything else is just really good for the collection. 100%. You're right. Yeah. All right. Now, for the last part of the mm -hmm. uh, interview, now we've got round nine. These are the personal questions. So I've got three uh, personal questions here crafted just for you. Number gotcha. one, do you consider yourself to be a competitor? 100%. Um, I've been competing for quite some time now, like in my adult life, ever since I was in um, elementary school, junior high school. And in high school, um, when I got more into martial arts and in my career, being involved in um, in kickboxing, Muay Thai, Savat, as I mentioned to you before, um, you know, a lot of my my background comes from martial arts, various martial arts. And then, um, you know, when I got into university, obviously it was wrestling and jujitsu. And that's what really molded me and shaped my mindset into just being overall, uh, having a, a, a constant development mindset where i'm focused on budo i like that overall well-being yeah yeah dude i i was uh the same i don't know if i mentioned it but i grew up with martial arts too like i did uh taekwondo like all, all yeah. throughout uh, my youth as almost everyone did in the 90s um but yeah then like coming to japan doing like uh bojutsu was great doing mm. uh iaido um did like uh, kubudo as well so like learning how to use like nunchucks tonfa yeah uh sai it's all fantastically good fun um all, all my friends in high school were the same everyone had a different martial art so like andy was doing uh karate my brother was doing hapkido um sean was doing a different style so like we would all be like competing to see who could be the best and yeah you, yeah. you think back and it really does shape your mindset yeah all right uh number two uh i know you know a lot about guns so what advice oh, would you give to someone choosing their first pistol for airsoft what weapon uh, should they choose and why definitely so this is something that i get a question that i get a lot of the times on my channel too as well yeah. everyone about, asks um, this question everyone asks this question especially you know like what should my loadout be what's a good first pistol I so, remember just before you answer, yeah, uh, yeah. this question used to be illegal. So on the SO yeah. forums that I used to be on, if you asked yeah. this question, you got banned. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. Because everyone was so sick of answering it. <laughs> so please, please. It's a good question. I mean, it's still a good question. Um, So even for me, the way, the way how my, my journey kind of started it started with pistols first. So mm. it went from electric to gas bull back then eventually um, like rifles. Um, so the thing about pistols, right, is you have to look at it from this perspective. Um, do you want something that you want to have some degree of modularity with? Do you, mm. how long do you intend to keep it? Is it something that you want to, you know, modify and improve over time and make it better? Or is it something that you don't necessarily want to change or do you want to use it for a certain type of purpose? 
So okay, that's important. Getting the purpose first, sure. Right, right. So essentially, um, what what is it going to be used for? Because I know some people that they've asked me questions about display pieces hmm. or things that they don't intend to necessarily use for a game, but maybe, um, you know, they want something that just looks good that they want to use as a cosplay piece or display hmm. piece or um, or they, if they want to. And that's ninety percent of my guns. They're they're yeah. not game worthy. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So um, that that's pretty much what it is, it is in a sense. So then you have those people that they, they want to buy something and then never have to do anything to it. Right? Yep, those so, people exist. Yes. And then there's also cost too as yep. well. So and essentially what you're looking at that is, you know, feasible for you. So usually... When most people, when they when they come into the sport, they have like a set um, uh, number in terms of what they're looking at when they want to buy a sidearm, right? So I'm going to make this answer very simple for you, okay? Um, if you want something that you're not going to have to spend that much money on, but that you will customize in the future, buy a Glock, buy a TM, buy a TM Glock. Um, High cap was a great. All the parts. There, you, there it is. There it is. And all the parts online are seventeens. Everything that you'll need. And right? 18, 17s and eighteens are yes. interchangeable. Seventeen, so, yeah. eighteen, um, the twenty-two probably not so much. The nineteen is also very good. It depends on um, on I guess what your preference is. Also, um, thirty-four is compatible as well. It's just a longer slide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only thing too is that um, I guess with some parts. Depending on your, your your level of um of ability to to um to tinker and to customize, um, there's some lack of compatibility with some things like like with like with triggers, like some triggers, like they'll be they'll say it's a G series trigger, but it's only like compatible with a certain G series Glock and not with another one. So that's one thing you have to be careful of too, so you don't damage anything. Man, um, your 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 advice is is so much more detailed than mine. Like when. Yeah. when when someone yeah. asks, like, how what what do I buy for my first gun? Firstly, yeah. it's not going to be like your first gun. You you're going. It's not going to be only one gun. Like as soon as you buy it, and if you enjoy mm -hmm. it, you're going to buy another one. <laughs> no, so. no, no, that that's true. But what but what I'm looking at right now for them, like, is it in terms of functionality and what's going to mm. work for where they're going to play. And and on the in their on their field here, especially if you're in Japan, um, Glocks get the job done. Yeah, Glocks and high cappers are the meta. That's what everyone yeah. runs for CQB. Basically, basically, because they and there's a reason for that because they work. Yeah, and for me, and and, I, and, and yeah, yeah, they work. Yeah, I, I always just tell people like when you want to buy your first gun, just look at two things. N number yeah. one is what do you like the look of. And number two is what can you afford. That's it. And yeah. You know, and if you like it, you're going to buy something else. You're going to do more research, but you don't need a $2,000 custom high capper for your first gun because you won't appreciate what it can do. Um, so buy the gun you saw in a movie that made you feel good. So then you mm -hmm. can use that gun and go, look at me. I'm Bruce Willis. That's 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 perfect. That's what your first gun is. That's perfect. That's perfect. That's perfect. I agree. And then for your second one, you're like, look, I really want to get better at CQB. What's the best <laughs> I can get for $500? Like, all right, that's a different question. You your, your, fir your first gun, just be Bruce Willis. All right. Uh, last one. 
let's think about the future now. Where do you see yourself mm -hmm. in five years? Uh, in five years, um, overall, definitely, more than likely, um, I, I, I'd assume I'd still be in Japan for sure. And ideally um, still alive, yes. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that will be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, a, a lot of things can happen at that time. I could be, you know, once again, back on the competition scene in jiu-jitsu, which I'd like to be. Um, definitely want to be, uh, you know, teaching more, being involved more in the sport again, and and also continuing with my airsoft journey. So in terms of, you know, promoting content, promoting the, the culture and the sport and kind of helping it to move forward and blending it is definitely something that hopefully I'll still have a very important role in. And also I'll have a bigger platform to do that. Nice, dude. Like, well, your um, YouTube channel like grew so quickly. Like when I first started checking yeah. your channel about three months ago, you're around yeah. 700 people, but yeah. then you yeah. went up to a thousand in just like three months. You're getting like a hundred or 200 subscribers like each month, which yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, great, I'm man. Like grinding. you're growing. Yeah, like people are yeah. responding to your content. Which is that's that's the goal. That's the goal. I've been been putting a lot a lot of work within the last couple of years trying to hone in on what people essentially want to focus on and just really doing my homework and my due diligence. So um, I'm just glad that, you know, things are starting to kind of move in that direction. And um, I hope that, you know, this can also be a proponent in that too, as well. So guys, um, you know, um, not only just for me and for Stuart or for anybody else, but just for everybody in general, you know, support everyone involved in the sport because you are pushing the culture like all we have at the end of the day is each other so um, we are you know our own greatest ally and worst enemy so exactly that's if, pretty much where that goes if you want some uh advice on like how to improve your youtube like this is something i learned from kraken airsoft um mm. and he's like a, a big youtuber in america but he he just said um like very simply no one gives a shit about your airsoft footage like no one wants to watch your gameplay <laughs> and That's true and i was like no man i like watching gameplay and it's like no no one wants to watch gameplay it's fun to play it's fun to show off your like your gameplay to other people but it's not really that much fun to watch someone's gameplay um what people want is either a personality or a story now when you, when you watch the gameplay and mm -hmm. then there's a really good story to it, like the way Silo does it. You're like, oh, this yeah. is cool. I'm really into it. Or if it's like Mayday, where he has a, an amazing personality and that comes through in the, the humor of his videos. When you watch like just some of his footage, like the way he edits it and then the way he makes it really interesting uh, just by putting his personality into it, that's yeah. where like all the repeat viewers come because you form this parasocial relationship, but it doesn't matter how good your footage is. Uh, no one wants to watch it. And I'm not That's saying your true. footage. I mean, everyone's footage. No, no one true. wants to watch it. So footage. That's true. Which is why for me, like oftentimes, like I'll, I'll put in the community post, like, okay, like, do you guys want commentary? Do you guys don't want commentary? And the majority of times, like, the, the guys that are on my channel that watch me and also that watch him as well, they want to hear that commentary. They want to hear what I got to say. So I was um, like, I think commentary might be a bad word because when people hear commentary, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, they think they think like it's going to be national geographic, but it, yeah, instead yeah. of commentary, it's, it's more like 
it's not like director's commentary. It's it's more like almost like a voiceover where it's just yeah, you're, pretty you're much. adding co- you're just adding context. And when you yeah. don't need to speak, you know, you can just shut up and let the action work. But when there's no action, you keep building the context for it. So then when the action happens, it's more interesting. It's it's storytelling. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But yeah. No, don't no don't just shoot two hours of content, then upload raw gameplay and then be angry that no one watched it because. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. right, Matt. Well, it has been amazing talking to you for the last hour and a half. Um, you are Definitely. incredibly knowledgeable uh, about Airsoft and it's just been really cool, like learning about Airsoft in West Japan because I'm quite familiar with the East side, but learning what it's like on the West side and finding out you guys have abandoned hotels too. And it just sounds like I really need to get out to West Japan. I need to go out there on the weekend and there get some go. airsoft in. There you go. That's the All plan, right, man. So For sure. Come before, on down. Before we uh, before we end, uh, I want to give you the mic so you can shout out your your team, your sponsors. Are there any links that you want people to check out? And how can people contact you? I definitely. So, guys, for those of you guys who want to know, you know, how to uh, get in contact with me, um, Log on to YouTube or log on to Google and look up Tactical Ashi Garami TV. So that's Tactical, same way you spell Tactical Ashi, A S H I Garami, G A R A M I T dot V dot. So Ashi Garami is um, directly translates to leg entanglement in jujitsu and judo. And I am a brown belt in jujitsu, and Ashi Garami is one of my best techniques in addition to my X guard. And my 50-50. Um, those of you guys, if you know, you know, huh? Um, and you know, we're we're doing a tactical sport, so the two names came together. So from there, you can see all my content. Um, for sure, check that out. I have a, a link now there that um has all of my Facebook pages. Well, Facebook, my main Facebook page, um, my YouTube pages, all of my content is on that uh that link so you can check out talk to glossy garami tv on facebook or on instagram um my personal twitter is uh i believe underscore gaza haskell bjj or gaza haskell underscore bjj i believe but my twitter is on that link as well yeah it's, it's all there and guys um check out uh yuki's channel which is ncraft um yeah ncraft i believe it's on my youtube channel also my brother Chris Raymond, BJJ, representing Eastside Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Team Henzo Gracie. Um, he has an extensive Jiu-Jitsu training program. Um, very good instructor out of New York City. One of the best black belts on the East Coast. Um, look out for him as well. His YouTube channel is also on mine. Go check out his content. If you guys are into Jiu-Jitsu and you want to learn some martial arts techniques, check him out as well. And also... We have some additional content on there um, for fitness and also a new podcast for life in Japan, which we're going to be working on soon, too, with another group of guys. So there's a lot of things to check out. So if you go on that channel, you'll see all that in the description and just and, and come over, guys. Come check us out for sure. It's an all honor right, to be here. Well, thank you so much for, for your time. It's been a pleasure talking to you. And hopefully I can uh, see you on the field and, you know, ideally shoot you. Oh, man, I'll be looking to do the same thing for you, to you too, for sure. Don't worry about that. <laughs> all right, man, it's, all it's been great. See you later, man. Take care, bro. Peace.